<laughs> what was that? What was that? Like a like a mumble? My mating call. How's that working out for you? Fine. <laughs> we'll just go with fine. Just fine. Hi there. You're listening to Pop Partisan, the podcast that brings real world issues and conjecture to pop culture worlds for a non court ordered reason. We examine things like does Fairly Odd Parents teach us about American exceptionalism more than any textbook could? Do the traps and saw movies make a case for Medicare for all? How do humans immigrate to alien planets and men in black? With that, that doesn't really sound like a lot of original ideas. I'm just putting that out there. I, I think they're original because I'm reading them. Yeah, that's not what original means. Original is in the eyes of the beholder, a.k.a. me. It's like the opposite of that. Original is in the eyes of the audience. I'm an audience of one. That's both sad and small-minded. But anyway, continue. (laughs) Basically, if we're taking all of your favorite pop culture indulgences and trouncing them with a healthy dose of real-world anxieties. So, buckle up. of originalism as we just discussed sam i'm stealing your idea from last week wait what because that's what we do we steal but wait we didn't talk about this am i am i getting like a like a fee for this no no fee oh shoot i should have copyrighted it could you copyright a podcast that's sort of our thing um i could copyright it away from you yeah <laughs> you know in in the vein of cooperation i guess <laughs> In the vein of cooperation. Well, in the vein of cooperation, how about we uh, go ahead and discuss uh, another classic. Can we call it a classic? It's been on for 15 years. I mean, it's your words, not mine. Mm, Fair enough. Audience of one. Audience of one. We are going to be discussing It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Are you familiar? Yeah, I've seen, I want to say, 12 seasons of it. I know that they just keep getting renewed and renewed, and they're in, what, the 45th season? 46th season? 15th season, but close enough. Yeah, longest-running in-person sitcom? That's not... Maybe? It it has some superlative. I I know it's like some very specific superlative that they hold a record for. Longest-running show with Danny DeVito on it? (laughs) I tried to think what other shows had Danny DeVito on it. He's more of a movie guy, right? Yep. In It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, we're going to be taking a look at one specific character. Wait, can I guess who it is? Sure. Is it Cricket? We should do an episode on Cricket, but alas, it is not going to be about Cricket. We're going to be talking about... Cricket's more of a sad character. <laughs> he, he is a very sad character. His his arc is... It does not bend towards the moral... Toward, arc toward justice. Toward justice. <laughs> In fact, I would make an argument that it, it bends <laughs> towards the opposite. So we're going to be taking a look at uh, if the stalker handyman, uh, an artistically gifted janitor, also known as Charlie. He was my second guess. Uh, is going to be Democratic or Republican on our scale. First one was Cricket. Is. Second one was Charlie. Oh, okay. Third one would be... Um, the second McPoyle, the one with darker hair, not lighter hair. 
Which uh, the Don the Donald Trump Jr. one, the one that <laughs> which I hate that that that's a, like a universal thing. Yeah, he was in House of Cards TV career and than younger. I think he was in like Carter. the Yogi Bear yep. movie too. Similar to the Simpsons episode, if you guys want to go back and listen now to all the rules um, of you know how this game is going to work, and also. Uh, listen to how we scored uh, the lovable Homer Simpson. I would go back uh, in the Rolodex. Uh, chronology of podcasts. Chronology, Rolodex, whatever. Podcasts and plug that in now. So basically we have a sliding scale. We're going to look at various episodes in which Charlie does a specific act or has uh, some sort of political uh, leaning and try and tease out how he sort of scores on this um, really scientific, rigorous scale. Whether he's slightly more Democratic or slightly more Republican. It's very scientific. Exactly. Because it's a sliding scale one way or the other. Very scientific. Um, it reminds me of that Muppet Babies episode where they're pulling on Fozzie Bear's arms and Fozzie Bear looks to camera and screams. I've never seen this, and I never knew Muppet, Muppet Babies was a thing. Muppet, ba- Muppet, Muppet, Muppet Babies are why I'm the way I am today, in addition to The Simpsons. You're not really selling it. Yeah, not a, not a convincing argument. <laughs> so, Sam, are you ready to begin? Hold on. Do I need to buckle my seatbelt? Uh, yes, buckle your seatbelt. My, my chair is shaking. I don't know if it's supposed to be doing that. Do you guys get earthquakes in wherever you are? Yeah, all the time. It's just whenever uh, Chris Christie comes to town. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think of a fat senator, but nobody was coming to mind. Um, we go after fat governors. governors. Yeah, well, I mean, New Jersey isn't that far away. But yes, I am ready to talk about Sonny in Philadelphia and whether or not Charlie is a uh, Democrat or a um, Green Party member. Or a communist. Or communist. Probably a communist. Or a communist. I'm putting my money probably. down now for communist. Not a communist, then I'm going to Venmo you $50. Oh, I can't wait. First episode, gun fever. When Patty's gets robbed, the gang decides to purchase a gun with many issues. At the same time, D is dating a mysterious man, which the gang suspects to be the robber. Home defense at the bar? Definitely something we can all get behind. R plus one. Vigilante justice, something we probably should not get behind, no matter how many Marvel movies we watch. R plus three for an aggregate of R plus four. I don't think it makes it super Republican that they'd be vigilantes. Like, I think that's more, that's closer to center. It's more circumstantial. So I, I would say like aggregate of R plus three for this. Okay. R plus three. Oh, wait, do I have to keep count since you're the one saying words? Yes. Okay, wait, I need to find paper. It's going to be a little bit. I don't have paper near my desk. Pause for technical difficulties. Thank you for standing by. not discuss this. <laughs> okay, I have, a, um, I have a slice of paper. Okay, good. I used to call it a slice of paper at, um, at a job I had a couple years ago, and it always, for whatever reason gave all of my coworkers the creeps and that's why I'm I'm no longer there. Mm. So R plus three? R plus three. Okay, cool. I also realize this is really unilaterally powerful on the person taking notes because I could just choose to write R plus twelve. 
You're right. I can't really verify what you're writing down is correct. <laughs> I'm allowed to cheat. <laughs> what voice was that? Jesus Christ. Anyway, keep going. So, our second episode, The Gang Goes Jihad. Oh, I don't like where this is going. And an, an Israeli businessman claims ownership of the street that Patty's pub is on, prompting the gang to go to extremes to get the man to leave. Using terrorists to scare and frighten someone into, into doing something they may not want to do, R plus five. Looking at you, Reagan and Charlie Wilson. That's fair. R plus five? R plus five. That's fair. Hold on. Is this for Charlie or is this for the gang as an aggregate? Well, since Charlie is the one directing the movie, I'm just assuming because they end up taping uh, a videotape and, and you know, Charlie's the one directing them. Oh, yeah. Where, like, he holds up the hammer and he's like, well, bash your brains in. And then they just look at him like he's strange. Yes. That's Mac. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mac, it's Mac and Dennis that are in the movie, and Charlie's the one directing it. Okay. All right, R plus five. The gang runs for office. After realizing the money-making potential of political corruption, always, always a fan favorite, the gang <laughs> decides to help Dennis run for the position of local comptroller. Charlie chases a woman through the mall, wanting to get a photo op with Dennis kissing her baby, R plus two. Charlie and Dennis teaming up to be bribed out of the race. R plus two for an aggregate of R plus four. So I don't think bribery, you know, current political context aside, is Democratic or Republican because both parties have been nasty about it historically. So I would just say R plus two for the whole thing for this um, for this episode. I, I can I can agree to that. <laughs> I, I feel like from this trend, we're going to see Charlie Day speaking at CPAC in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. His high-pitched, shrill voice, I'm sure, will um, be, a, be a pleasant... No, it's not pleasant. Never mind. I'm cutting this all out. He'll lead the Pepe Sylvia um, speech. Why hasn't Pepe Sylvia put out his tax returns? I like how <laughs> Charlie is also like really, really close to Mickey Mouse. Yes, that it was a good <laughs> Mickey Mouse interpretation. <laughs> Our next one. Charlie goes America all over everybody's ass. To prove their patriotism, Charlie and Dee try to upstage the local anti-smoking group. While Dennis and Mac turn Patty's into a bastion of true freedom. But when Frank tanks things too far, Patty's is populated with creeps and lowlifes, and the gang decides they want to live under a totalitarian state. Charlie proposes changes that benefit the public health of everyone in the bar, D plus three. Charlie and D organize local politics, D plus two. For an aggregate of D plus five. Yeah, that's fair. All right. D plus five. I mean, it's good that there's like a little bit more than just being like partisan Charlie, but that's what we're here to discuss. Exactly. The gang in our in our next episode, excuse me. We knew we were going to another episode. Anyway, go ahead. The gang finds a dumpster baby, also known as DB. Mac and Dee decide to raise a baby they find in the dumpster. 
Dennis talks some trash while going green and befriending radical environmentalist groups while Charlie and Frank go dumpster diving. Charlie plays the role of pseudo-social worker trying to reunite kid with the kid's parents, even though he's wrong. He essentially goes to the waitress and says, this is your love trial with Frank, have it back. D plus two, because he's a social worker. I thought there were going to be extra points because he goes to the waitress for it. D plus two. Wait, in this episode, is this also the one where Charlie finds out that he was aborted, but it didn't take? Yes. I feel like that would give him more points as a Democrat? Would that make him pro-abortion? I don't know. Maybe, but... He, like, I don't know, survived, so, like, maybe... Yeah, it doesn't... It's not a bearing on his politics. What were you saying? D plus two? Yes. Okay, hear me out. D plus 2.5. Okay. Uh, well, I... Charlie Recycling Resources, D plus three. So, an aggregate of D plus five. Oh, okay. So, hear me out. D plus 5.5. Okay. Yes. It's all about the little victories. He's seeming less like a CPAC speaker by the bullet point. <laughs> the gang sells out. A corporate chain offers to buy the Patty's Pub, leaving Dee and Charlie unemployed, forcing them to find jobs at another restaurant, where they abuse their positions and take advantage of the manager, who is Dee's friend. The wa- it's the waitress, right? Yes. Charlie loses his shares and picks up working at a diner doing an honest day's work. R plus two, because it's the American dream or something. Okay, R plus two works. Okay. I'll agree with R plus two, but I'll say for the record, the American dream isn't something that Republicans exclusively believe in. Just have to reinforce that in the zeitgeist. Fair enough, but it's also... Yeah, in this context, yeah. The gang solves the gas crisis. To profit from high gas prices, Mac, Dennis, and Charlie fill barrels of gasoline and sell them door to door. Oh god, that made me so nervous when I saw that the first time. Like the gigantic drums, yeah. Charlie in in a 10-gallon hat. It probably smells like the state of Utah. Oh, probably. Dee and Frank plot to brand Bruce Mathis a terrorist. Extortion of a crisis... And profiteering off others' gas misery, R plus 5. Only R plus 5? Yes. All right, R plus 5 works. Okay. Our next episode. The gang cracks the Liberty Bell. In an attempt to turn their bar into a Philadelphia landmark, the gang tells the story and plays roles uh, into how Patty's Pub was historically relevant during the Revolutionary War. America, R plus one, inventing time travel, D plus three, because science and stuff. Because only Democrats know science. Yes. Aggregate, D plus two. I don't want to make America a Republican exclusive thing, but I know what you're saying. I would be okay with keeping this as just an aggregate D plus two, but I know what you're I know what you're saying with the first thing, but I, I still think D plus two is appropriate. Okay. Our next one, Sweet D has a heart attack. Sweet D has a heart attack. Sorry, I had to. 
After Dee suffers a heart attack, she and Dennis try a healthier lifestyle. Charlie and Mac join the corporate workforce to get health insurance. Charlie gets a corporate job to pay into the system that benefits everyone. Medicare, Social Security, you know, all those things. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to go there, but yeah. D plus three. Engineering the Pepe Silvia conspiracy, R plus four. Aggregate, D plus one. Wait, wait, wait. What was the math again? Oh, R plus one. Sorry. R plus one. Wait, did you say four and two? Four and three. Four and three. Okay, that makes more sense. So it's R plus one. Mm-hmm. I would make that D plus one. No, let's do R plus one. R plus one is fine. Okay. Because I, I always get mixed up with that episode, and I've lost a bet about this, on whether or not those people actually exist that he has, like, all the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories about. But they do exist, and they've been asking about their mail for God knows how long, and Charlie's smoking cigarettes in the mailroom. Yes, all because of Pepe Sylvia. Do you know who Pepe Sylvia is? Is it just... Okay, I've seen this before. Is it just the state of Pennsylvania? Yes. Okay, it, what, did they ever confirm that? I saw that on a meme a long time ago. You also saw it on a meme, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, never mind. We'll just say it is. It's it's canon now. Whether or not Charlie and Rob decide to change it or not, now it's irrelevant. It's been made ours. Yeah. The audience. Yes, collective product. Art belongs to everyone. It does. Except if it's like, you know, a, a Rembrandt that you can't really split into 150 pieces. That's true, you can't. Is a piece of a Rembrandt a Rembrandt? We'll discuss next episode. That's not what next episode is about. <laughs> the, the gang gets extreme home makeover edition. The gang redecorates a poor family's home a la extreme makeover home edition. <laughs> Very succinct. Wanting to help the less fortunate through renovating housing, T plus two. So in this, okay, if I'm remembering this episode right, the family is like, like they're helping this family totally unsolicited, right? Yes. Okay, I feel like that factors into it somehow. Like you were saying D plus two because they're helping the less fortunate. Mm -hmm. But they're like foisting themselves, which is kind of a liberal guilt thing. Mm -hmm. How about D plus 2.5? Giving the Juarez's the mansion because they destroy... The Juarez's house, D plus four. Wait, so is that the... Wait, you didn't tell me the aggregate. Aggregate. You stuck that in. D plus six. So it's D plus six. Yes. I'm going to I'm gonna bump it down to D plus five, because I didn't know you were going to give, give that many points to them for that. Okay. Do you have anything else you were going to add in in order to supplement it? Or nope. is that it? Nope, that's it. Theoretically, you could sort of... I guess knock that D plus four mansion because now the Juarez's have to pay for the mortgage, they have to pay for property taxes. Oh yeah, and they make a point to like mention that at the end of the episode, right? Yeah. So they might just be priced out of it and become homeless. It could be uh, you know, R plus one. I don't know. I'm keeping it D plus five just because I don't want to do more math than is necessary. Okay. Our next episode is The Gang Exploits the mor uh, Mortgage Crisis. Uh, this is an episode that obviously has tie-ins you know, tie to the 2008 uh, uh, housing crisis. But 
in this one, Frank, Mac, and Dennis try their hand at real estate, and Dee arranges to be a surrogate mugger. Where does Charlie fit in all this? Well, he tries his hand at law. This is the famous Bird Law oh, episode. I didn't know it was this one. Profiting off the housing crisis, R plus three. Charlie impersonating a lawyer, R plus four. For an aggregate of R plus seven. Oh, Jesus. I thought most bird lawyers were Democrats. Yeah. I mean, what? Like, saving saving birds? No, just bird lawyers. Not even, like, enviro advocates or conservation advocates. Just bird lawyers. Aren't they mostly Dems? Sure. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know any bird lawyers except Charlie. And that's why we're figuring this out. That's fair, yeah. This is going to be the standard by which we determine the, the paradigm. So I'm going to propose R plus 5 aggregate, just because the bird law stuff is still to be determined. That's fine. I said that very confidently. What did I say? R plus 5? R plus 5. You know what I realized you could do? You could just cancel out the numbers in order to, to determine which one is the net value of higher than the other one. So like I'm cro- like there's a five in the Dem row and the five in the Republican row, and a two in each. So I I can like cross those out, and um, now we're you know a step closer to to being done with this nightmare. Listeners, we're cutting all this shit. You're not gonna hear it. <laughs> if you're saying listeners, we're gonna cut this. They're not gonna hear it. And isn't that the best part of it? Explaining math. Explaining math. So what you do is when you add, you take the number and then you combine it with the other number. I, I'd be a bad teacher. Yeah, bad math teacher. That's for damn sure. Bad teacher, I think, is also a movie that Charlie Day was in. Yeah, or was it just Horrible Bosses? Okay, there's Horrible Bosses, but then there was like uh, one where he fights Ice Cube. I don't know. Like, they're, they're, like he's playing a high school teacher who fights another high school teacher played by Ice Cube. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, never mind. Our next episode, the gang wrestles for the troops. The gang decides to put on a wrestling show for troops returning home while Dee courts a soldier who doesn't seem like the person she's chatting online with. Wrestling, R plus two. Yeah, but there's the America thing too. So you think it should be more? Yeah, shouldn't it be like R plus six or R plus eight? Oh, wow. That's that's extreme. What are you going to give it? I said R plus two. For the whole thing? For the whole thing. I'm I'm going R plus four. Cut it in the middle, R plus three? Uh, R, yeah, R plus three. Cut it in the middle. It's like I'm sharing a candy bar with my brother again. Jesus Christ. A delicious candy bar, I hope. It was one of the candy bars I didn't like. Actually, I don't know what candy bar that would be. You like candy? I'm fat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Our next episode, Patty's Pub, home of the original Kitten Mittens. Wait, can I do the Kitten Mittens line? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Okay, you ready? Kitten Mittens, you'll be smitten. <laughs> we can cut this, or is this live? Fuck it, we're doing it live. We're doing it live, yeah. Oh, God, that's that's a dangerous prospect. Anyway. Are you done? Are you? Yeah, I said anyway, so go okay. ahead. <laughs> the gang attempts to create a merchandising angle for patties when a convention comes to Philly. 
invention and small business owner, D plus one, helping kittens keep their feet warm. Sam, I'm going to ask you to answer this one. I'm going to say that's D plus two. All right. For an aggregate of D plus three. Yeah, I'll do that. D plus three sounds good. I like how the whole time I'm looking at my cats, determining whether or not I actually have to buy them kitten mittens. Are they acknowledging your presence when you say kitten mittens? No, they're both sleeping. Okay, so... It's, um, it's a normal daytime hour, so of course they're asleep. <laughs> right, of course. So no kitten mittens is what we're deciding. No kitten mittens, and it's almost off-season, so we're going to wait till a sale is on. That makes sense. Our next episode, we're almost, well, almost quite to the finish line. <laughs> we're almost five points away from almost being at the finish line. The gang recycles their trash. While the city of Philadelphia's garbage men are on strike, Dennis, Mac, and Charlie decide to start a trash pickup business. And while being a big success, they must find out where to put this newly picked up trash. Small business owner that serves a public good, D plus four, for an aggregate of D plus four. You really had to do the aggregate even though it was just one thing you were adding? Yes. That feels like it was intentionally douchey, and I'm upset. Was this the one where they, like, dress up like ice cream men and go around and, like, knock on doors and be like, Hi, we want to pick up your trash. Yes. Okay, I love that episode. What'd you say, D plus four? Yep. I feel like that's not really, like, a super democratic thing to do. I'd say D plus two. Okay. All right. D plus two. D plus two. Sounds good. The Antisocial Network is our next episode. While Dennis and Charlie track down an annoying shusher the old-fashioned way, D and and Mac cyberstalk him. Frank is online as well, trying to boost business at the bar. Dennis and Charlie, using the old-fashioned way, D plus one. I'm going to say... R plus one because I feel like Dems are more tech savvy. Yes, but they're using social network, and I feel like with social network, Dennis and Charlie are using the old fashioned way, whereas I feel like Republicans, you know, are are balls to the wall with social media now on Facebook at least. I don't know. I I, I think about it. I think about it as like the more tech savvy, the more liberal. Okay. Just because it's more like a young person thing, like D plus, I would say D plus one. Is this the one where, um, where they join like an MMORPG or is that a different episode? That's a different one. That's where Charlie gets addicted to gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like they do like a Farmville thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's like Lord of the Rings themed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to counter, counter propose D plus one. Okay. Yay. The gang gets quarantined. Oh, surely this isn't going to be relatable remotely. When a severe flu outbreak sweeps Philadelphia, the gang voluntarily quarantine themselves inside of Patty's. Quarantining during a public health crisis, D plus one. That's it. Only D plus one? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad that that's a partisan thing. I would give them D plus two in this situation. But they're quarantining in a bar. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Okay, so you said D plus one? Mm-hmm. I'll give you D plus one. That works. Okay. Next one, Charlie work. Charlie 
is determined to make sure Patty's Pub passes its health inspection. Oh, this was like one of my favorite episodes. It's like the continuous shot, like in Birdman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like this one a lot. Following local ordinances and working hard to make sure that they are within those local ordinances, D plus two. Yeah, D plus two works. Lawful good. Something we sadly associate with the Democrats these days, but sure. Sadly. The gang turns black. Oh, Jesus, I hate this episode. (laughs) After an electric heating blanket shorts out while the gang watches The Wiz, they look in the mirror and realize they've turned black. Oh, Jesus Christ. An episode about empathy, D plus two. From that angle, I'll say D plus two, yeah. It always feels forced whenever they talk about race. I don't know. There's an episode where Rob McElhenney is in blackface. That's the one where they do the, um... The Lethal Weapon parody? Yes, yeah. Oh, and and Caitlin Olsen is also in blackface. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, Danny DeVito, uh, bangs whores. (laughs) Whores. H-O-O-O-O-R-S. The more O's, the, you know, funner they are. (laughs) Hi, Mom. The gang solves global warming. As a record-breaking heat wave overtakes Philly, the gang plans to profit from global warming by pumping up the AC so people will congregate at Patty's and save energy at home. Finding solutions for global warming, D plus two. Not straining the energy grid, D plus four. For an aggregate of D plus six. I would bump it down to like D plus four, three, because they're pumping up the AC and like using a lot of energy themselves because they know that they could profit off of it. So I'd say D plus four instead of D plus six. Okay. I can roll with that. Okay. And that's it. That's it. Okay. What's our grand total? I'm going to do the math as I am talking to you and you could feel free to talk to me while I am doing it. But keep in mind, I am going to talk like this because I am not good at multitasking. I hope you don't screw up and have to start over again or else this episode is going to be longer. Oh, it is okay. I'm sure I will not do that. I just think that... Oh, wait, I screwed up. It's 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 2 plus 4. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so with a resounding, like, almost 2 to 1 margin... Charlie's a Democrat. No way. We have an aggregate of R plus 14 and D plus 30.5. Wow, yeah, that is that is not what I expected. <laughs> and here we were like 20 minutes ago talking about how Charlie was going to be a keynote at CPAC. Yep. Were we wrong? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do discuss a lot of liberal things just because it's like easier commentary than, um, you know, the old school things. You know, they're not the Waltons. They're not a TV show from 50 years ago. So it gives them a lot more latitude to talk about some of this stuff. But it's interesting because this is a show that I don't really associate with politics super strongly. I don't think you do uh, either, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very irreverent comedy. It's meant to be kind of blue-collar, very digestible, very, like, turn it on and go into another room and just hear the sounds of Charlie Day's really, really high-pitched voice. Mm -hmm. 
so it begs the question, I want to ask you this. Um, can an irreverent comedy like this actually provide like decent commentary on political motifs or political issues that we could uh, internalize or things that we could take to heart? I don't know if you can make an argument of the lessons that you can take from it's always starting on political motifs to heart, because I think at the end of the day, an irreverent comedy like this is going to expose the cynicism that's sort of rife within politics itself. Yeah, it's more social commentary than political commentary at the end of the day. I think it's a comedy that fits within the larger sort of cultural dynamic that we see, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think in this time period, we live in a very cynical political atmosphere. And you can probably make that argument, you know, we've been living in this, or it's been festering growing since maybe the late 90s. Yeah, Newt Gingrich. Hashtag fuck Newt Gingrich. Hashtag fuck Newt Gingrich. Fuck Newt Gingrich. That's a good merchant idea. People would eat up that t-shirt. I think they would. And just some, like- some, I bet you, would actually wear it. I bet so. <laughs> Mom, what's your what's your shirt size? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting that there's that level of like political commentary that ends up irking into it from sh- from a show that's like supposed to be relatively relatively neutral. And it's also interesting because like we know of a majority of their politics. Like they go to Philadelphia Pride regularly. Mm-hmm. They're they're relatively liberal wholesale. Robert McInerney, McInerney, the guy who plays Mac. Uh, was actually raised by by two moms in Philly in a Philly suburb, and I asked, and I was mean to ask this question too. Um, do you think they implement political motifs like the kind of political commentary commentary that they incorporate out of necessity or just because it's like something that would add a little bit more additional context or a little bit more additional relevancy to the show? I don't see. I, I think they they can do. I don't think it's necessary. To add, you know, some of these political motifs. I think it's, I think it just adds additional context because, you know, you know, most of these episodes, they don't really have a lot of political commentary built within. A lot of it's just sort of a group dynamic that's being explored and how each, how this group sort of lives and plays off one another in such a degree that it is not once, you know, not one single person achieves their dreams by existing within this ecosystem which is a really sad sentiment yeah <laughs> yeah but no i i mostly agree i think that like because there's so much on the characters rather than on the commentary it ends up just sort of being like a coincidental confluence when it comes to like talking about things like global warming or coming like talking about things like you know justice issues and things like that it ends up sort of just being something that coincident that that coincides with the message that the character wants to make rather than the message that the show wants to make about a political issue. And and given we've seen this before, like just in the past, like Seinfeld famously was a show about nothing. And I guess this also begs the question, is Sunny in Philadelphia, is, is Always Sunny in Philadelphia, is that also, is it also a show about nothing? That's a good question because as I'm making my way through Seinfeld right now, I get it. And I can sort of see the influence that Seinfeld has mm-hmm. on It's Always Sunny. I mean, you have the group dynamic, right? Although I don't think the Seinfeld group is as toxic to one another in terms of we want to actively drag you down to where we are uh, as as the gang is in It's Always Sunny. 
but there is no overarching sort of idea or goal that these groups are sort of trying to get to. It, it, it's a sort of, let's see what the gang can get into every single week and, and see what, you know, what happens. So, yeah, I, I think in, in some regards, yeah, it's a show about nothing. It's interesting that it's called the show about nothing because it also just encompasses like all these other motifs, like all the political stuff that we just discussed. And that ends up making it more of a show about everything. Like I mentioned that it has like that blue collar appeal that has like that kind of universal appeal. And I think Mm -hmm. it's because it touches on all those subjects. So it's like they know that the gas crisis episode or the Gang Turks Black episode isn't going to resound with everybody, but they know that they're going to get it right one of the times or a few of the times Mm -hmm. and i think there's like there's an interesting approach to that kind of strategy just as far as like gartering new fans or you know playing to fan service a little bit that they know that they're going to hit the mark in one or or a few of those instances but i think it sort of reinforces the thinking that this is a show that doesn't set out to make this really explicit political agenda or to set out this really political motif like shows like the west wing might do right Never thought I'd be comparing Sunny in Philadelphia to the West Wing. But yeah, this is definitely one of those where there's like an interesting split between or, or very a very interesting variety in how they go about go about the show. And on that note, Sam, do you have anything else to add? Um, does Charlie end up fulfilling his quest in order to become the Rat King? I haven't seen that far into the show, so I don't know if that actually ends up happening. I don't I don't think he has. What candidate? Okay, here's a question for you. We've established that Charlie is safely a Democrat. What candidate among current Democrats do you think Charlie would be the most steadfast for campaigning for if he were much more involved in a political campaign? That's a good question. I feel like he'd be a Joe Biden fan just because Joe Biden's also a script like from Philly or from mm, sorry, yeah, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, two different places. I know that. Don't at me. But yeah, I think he, he would be a really, really big into like Joe Biden. I could also see Charlie liking Beto O'Rourke, but I also might be getting this mixed in with like the obscure memories of the actual actor Charlie going and campaigning for candidates. So he might have actually done a fundraiser for Beto in 2018. Maybe. Yeah. I <laughs> I have this weird idea that he might, that he would, um, that he would be a supporter of uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, I could see that. Like the like the character being a supporter of Tulsi. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So I, but I can definitely see Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke um, as well. On that note, I guess we should we should conclude. <laughs> we should we should apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so we know there's a lot to discuss on this topic, and this discussion totally wasn't meant to be exhaustive. We're just Reddit smart and Wikipedia smart. If that. If that. If you think we left out something important, which we definitely did, email us at popularpartisan at gmail.com. Or add us on Twitter. We exist on Twitter at poppartisan. We do. And maybe you get a follow back. Maybe. It just depends on what mood we're in. We might not immediately do anything with them. I, I might, but you, you won't. You definitely won't. But we will heed them. Yes, we'll heed them and we'll sneed them and we'll completely... I don't know other words that rhyme with heed. It's been a long time since I've read Dr. Seuss. It's gotten canceled, so I'm never going to be able to again. Yep. Burn your green eggs in the handbook, apparently. Burn your cat in the hat. Tune in next time as we discuss the Cold War.
the Cold War. Dosvidanya. Bye, everybody. Pop Partisan is hosted and created by Sam Gerard and Anthony Tarzi. Logo by Emily Turner. Popularpartisan.com website by Joe Gerard. Music by Andrew LaVogue. Go find Andrew on Instagram, Spotify, and Bandcamp and thank us later. Make sure to subscribe to Pop Partisan wherever you get your podcast fix.